Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. I want to welcome everyone watching online. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you're at. Thanks for tuning in today. Hey, and if you're watching this on demand, you came back, uh, you, had a, you had a crazy New Year's and it's gone over into this weekend. Hey, we thank you that you're watching the service this week. You just got off work wherever you're at. Thanks for tuning in on demand. And everyone there in the lobby, coffee shop, good to see y'all. And in the room, hey, I hope you're ready for a great service. We only have 51 Sundays left after today. So we got, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We want to take advantage of every single week. And uh, I'm excited about this day as we're kicking off 2022. I think it's really weird. <clears throat> I know growing up, uh, I have always had visions of what it would be like to live in the future. Here we are at the future. Some of you that are uh, uh, older than me maybe thought at this point in time we'd have flying vehicles, but we just bypassed all that. We're like, no, straight metaverse. That's where we're going. We're going to the metaverse now. And so kind of a crazy thing. I, I, I love this idea of uh, reset. We're talking about like a fresh start. And I think this is important. Like I get the opportunity for a fresh start as well. Now, a lot of y'all know, um, and if you don't, I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan. Grew up that way my whole life. I was born the year the Elway started playing for our team. Three Super Bowl championships, but it's been pretty rough the last few years, right? We've had this probably, this will be six years of us not making the playoffs. Now, one of these things about marriage, when you come into a marriage, now that I've lived here in Alabama for like 15 years, is like, you know, people here in Alabama, it's always Auburn and Alabama, you kind of have to have one of those things. So as I came in, I married my wife, her family was all Auburn, and I was like, yo, we're all Denver, okay? And it works together, the colors are the same, you know, this could work out, and so this, is, this was a good thing. But recently, we've had some tension at my home because, you know, Denver's not winning a lot, and guess what, neither is Auburn, all right? And, um, we got a dog and we named him Chief because we like this cop show and the dog name was Chief. And so anyways, like all of a sudden, my wife starts busting on me. She's a Chiefs fan, all right? Now, for those of you who don't understand the NFL, that's like staying in the, it's like staying in the SEC, all right? We're in the same division here. Like you're, you're gonna go from Alabama to Ole Miss, you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those kind of things. You're going from Auburn to Vanderbilt, like that's what I feel like. And she's like, she likes the Chiefs. I'm like, all right, you know what? This is cool, I can handle this tension because this is 2022. And because I'm not from Alabama, I feel like I wasn't born anything and I can start over and choose. So I, like right now, 2020, I choose, I choose Alabama, all right? Roll Tide, that's who I'm going for. Wife sitting right here, all her family, to their disdain, when I show up in my Alabama stuff, that won't happen, her dad would kill me, all right? But I still cheer for the state, every time I'll cheer for the state, but I have to say, it's a time for a reset, guys. I'm tired of losing, if my wife can do it, so can I, all right? And this is what we're talking about, this idea of reset, uh, a restart. And obviously we're talking about life. And I think as you think of New Year's, everyone talks about like resolutions and things like that. And, and what I wanna do today is not talk about resolutions. Uh, I wanna talk about possibility. And I kinda have this thought for you this morning is that possibility fuels the potential for a better future, right? Possibility fuels the potential for a better future. This idea of what is possible there's a lot of tension with the word possible, right? Uh, I think with my kids, uh, it's always like one of my favorite words is maybe. 
maybe, because maybe always gives me the out. I said maybe, and if it doesn't happen, it's because I said maybe, all right? Maybe does not mean yes. Maybe most likely means no, but I'm saying maybe to give you hope. It's possible, but it's probably not gonna happen. I live here in this idea of possibility uh, because I'm a dreamer. And anyone else who's a dreamer, uh, you would understand you're always thinking about what could be, like what if this happen. And so as a dreamer, I'm constantly thinking about, hey, this would be amazing if these things would happen. I start dreaming about things that maybe won't happen, but that's just the way I'm wired. I'm, I'm a dreamer. I want to see things take place that maybe are difficult or may not take place. But then the other side of my personality, because it's really weird, I have this other part of my personality that's the planner. And it's like, but this is the reality, Right? And reality says this. And reality sometimes slaps the face of the dreams and it's like, you think that's possible? Boom, here's where we're actually at. And reality is this hard balance that comes through, like, well, I want to believe that this is possible, but reality says, here's where I'm at. And I see where I want to be. I see where I'm at. I don't know how that's going to equate. Maybe I shouldn't do anything at all. And as a pastor, uh, I think that's a hard balance for a church because part of me is like, man, I wanna see God do this and this and this. And Cornerstone, we're gonna turn seven years old in a month. And it's been incredible to see how much God has done in the past seven years. And a lot of where we got is because we thought about what could be, right? But then there's also reality of like, hey, here's actually where we're at. But we can't let reality stop us from pursuing what God is calling us to. But at the same time, you can't be um, frivolous with the resources of the church. So it's a really kind of a hard balance of dreaming, thinking big, but then also living in reality. But I believe that you can be a dreamer and be smart at the same time. As a matter of fact, you know, one of the things that we're praying about here at our church is just our children's ministry in general. And we have um, a crazy growing children's ministry on any given Sunday, just normal Sunday, not even a a large Sunday, we'll have uh, 70, Uh, about 70 kids on our kids wing between our two services. Sometimes that goes up to 100 on just a normal Sunday, all right? Well, you know what that means. If you have kids, they get a little older and those kids turn into teenagers. And I'm super close to being there and I understand the struggle, guys. It's, It's not fun, right? It's not fun. So that's a growing student ministry. Last year in 2021, we had 29 babies born in this church. Not literally in this church, but you know what I'm talking about. That would be like a crazy thing. Like people, yeah, they just come here. We have a room. They have their babies, super sweet. You know, I pray for them right there. Really get to know the families, right? Uh, Crazy. No, we had 29 babies born this last year, families in this church. And like when I think about that, I think about fast forward this hey, these kids are gonna be a part of this children's ministry. And you think about like uh, those who serve in the kids wing, they're like, please don't send them all at once in the baby room, right? Maybe they get to be three years old. Can you imagine having 29 three-year-olds running around? But that's gonna be happening and our kids are getting older. And through that, we know here at our church, one of our focuses is our student ministry. We actually have an area in our church that we would love to see renovated Uh, But that's going to cost $25,000 to renovate this part of our church um, to create a space for teenagers. Now, I think that's amazing. But the thing is, we don't have $25,000 as of this moment to do that. So what do we do? 
sorry, teenagers, uh, you're really not that important, all right? Uh, you can't vote. Uh, some of you can't drive. And so you know what? We had good thoughts. We had a great run, right? Talk to us when you start coming back to the church and tithing, right? No, that's not what we do. It's like we have a goal of where we want to be and we're going to pursue it. And I believe this year uh, God's going to allow those things to open up and we're going to create that space. That's what I believe. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. I just believe that those things are going to happen. And that's how you live in that world of dreaming and also being smart where reality comes in. So the question for you is simply this. What do you think is possible for you this year? What's actually possible for you this year? If you're watching online, what's, what's possible for you this year? Maybe when it comes to your personal faith, what's possible for you this year? You know, could you start maybe reading in the Bible? Maybe the first time, I love the Version Bible app. Tons of uh, Bible reading plans out there and you can just read something very simple. That's possible for you. Maybe you just like, hey, I'm gonna start attending church. You are all here today, Sunday, first Sunday of the year. You're getting like that extra, like you get the big gold star. Anyone from Sunday school growing up, like it's like, boom, you're like, oh my gosh, at the end of the month, I'm getting the candy, right? One of those things. So maybe where you wanna be at in your personal faith, maybe you have all these different things. Maybe financially, where you wanna be. You know, you're like, hey, I, I see where we're at. Here's our debt. You know, this is that time. January, you're going to get your bills from December. And where you're like, yeah, we kind of went a little crazy. Went a little crazy this year, right? Whatever. And you're like, we got to start thinking through that. You know, Aaron and I, we had at one point in our marriage, lots of debt. And it took us 10 years to pay it all off. Uh, and here we are. We don't have any debt as of today, excluding our house. But that took time. It wasn't possible to pay it all off in one year but we made plans and we pursued that. So it took time. Where do you want to be in your marriage this year? I know no one's planning for their marriage to be horrible this year. Like, you know what, 2022, this is the year. I'm gonna let my marriage fall apart. That's a plan. Like we're gonna let, pencil that in this day, random day in August, boom, marriage falls apart, right? No one has that as a goal, but it happens every single year. So maybe what are some plans for you to pursue your marriage, make that better? Your family, right? Like, what do you want to do in your family? Like, how do you want to grow closer together? What are the things you want to do? Like, you know, our, like our oldest uh, is in middle school. And it's like, what are we trying to do to just be better as a family? Your job, you know, some of you are going to be taking large steps and saying, hey, we're going to step out into a whole new venture. Some of you are thinking, you know, I got to think about people I need to hire. Maybe you got to downsize where you want to be at your job, your business. What is it for you? What is possible for you this year? And as you start thinking, those of you who are planners are already thinking of all the things that aren't possible for you. And those of you who are dreamers, you're thinking about all the things that could be. And you're thinking through all this stuff. But I think there's a better question to actually ask. And it would be this. What is God think is possible for you this year? Like, what does God think is possible for Daniel? What is, what is my list of possibilities? Not just what I think is possible. What does God actually think is possible for me? And what does God think is actually possible for you? Now, some of you here may not believe in God. We have a lot of people that come to Cornerstone that are uh, maybe new to faith. You're checking things out. You're trying to rekindle that relationship with God. And maybe you're kind of hesitant there. Uh, I'm going to ask you to just open your heart. And that's tough, I think, especially for guys, uh, to open your heart to the possibility 
that maybe you're not right. Maybe there is a God that loves you and that maybe the relationship or faith you grew up with isn't the way it was supposed to be anyways. And that you can find this new world uh, of relationship with God this year. Uh, For those of you who are believers here, I'm gonna ask you like, what does God think is possible for you? I think sometimes we really set the bar low of what God thinks is possible in our lives and we hinder what he wants to do. Some of us are missing out on like the blessings that God has for us because we're kind of suppressing what he's trying to do. So there is a phenomenal list in uh, the Bible actually in the book of Galatians. For those of you who grew up in church, um, your parents probably have this on some sort of wall art somewhere. It's on something, it's shaped like a fruit. So already like you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, those you're like in church, like, okay, what are you talking about? What kind of fruits are we talking about, right? But I think this is really incredible because these are the things that are possible for us this year. It's in Galatians 5, a guy named Paul wrote this to this church in Galatia. And listen to what he says. He says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So in other words, he's using a metaphor, the Holy Spirit God who lives inside each and every person who's a follower of Jesus. He's saying he's gonna produce these things, this kind of fruit, this stuff. And listen to what he produces. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things things. As a matter of fact, when you think about most New Year's resolutions, just secular ones, just people that have plans, most of them can be traced back to one of these types of things, right? I need to just be better with my finances, right? I got to just really watch out. Well, what is that? Self-control, isn't it? Like it's self-control. I bought a bigger house than I could have. This car payment is horrible. I shouldn't have bought this thing, whatever the case might be. Uh, for health. It's like, I really need to eat better. I need to start dieting. I need to get on that whole 30. I'm going to do all of those things, like all of it at the same time. Right? What is that? That's, that's self-control. Maybe you're struggling with depression or you have anxiety going on in your life and you're like, I really just want to practice self-care. I need to do blah, blah, blah. I need to take care of myself more. What is that? You need some love, joy, or peace in your life. So it really kind of stems back to all these things. I want to care about people more. I want to watch out for others. I want to love other people. Well, we're talking about kindness and goodness. These are the mark of a follower of Jesus. Now, as I look at that list, it's just nine words. I think to myself, there's a a lot of them I would not say about me all the time. A lot of the time. But yet these are the things that we're supposed to have in our life. And as the Holy Spirit produces these things in our life, our life begins to flourish. And there's things that begin to happen in our life as we start stepping towards God. But as you talk about this whole list, that's kind of overwhelming. And if you're like, you know, Daniel, you're gonna try to tell me how I need all nine of these things right now, I'm out because I can't do that. I got all these other things. I got all this stuff. I got 99 problems and a fruit ain't one of them. You know what I'm talking about? Like uh, (laughs) 2022, you got to start it off right. right. Like I have all these issues. I can't do all of them. What am I supposed to do? So I want to talk about very practically this morning, um, very simply, which fruit of the spirit will you focus on this year? Just one, just one. I'm going to challenge you this morning to just focus on one fruit of the spirit for the entire year. If you're a follower of Jesus, 
that's super easy. Like that's not even difficult just to focus on one. If you're here today and you're watching online and you don't have a relationship with God, I'm telling you, just pursue this one thing, all right? And I believe as you keep stepping towards God, as you take steps towards him, it says those that seek God, find God. And I promise you, as you begin practicing these things in your life, you're gonna find that things begin to change. So I'm gonna challenge you just to focus on one, really work at it and really apply it, right? Like think about any job thing that you do, you wanna excel at something, you just have that focus, hey, we gotta expand. Well, how do you do that? And you start focusing on that area. So the same thing is true with the fruit of the spirit. There's this list of nine, choose one that you believe you need to focus on and work on it. Now, as I was preparing uh, for this message, um, several weeks ago, um, I had an idea. I think I know which one I need in my life, but I wanted to be sure. It's like any good husband, I asked my wife, cause she's gonna know, right? Hey, I sent her these verses and I said, hey, um, Aaron, can you tell me, like if I had to focus on one thing this next year, what is like that thing I need to focus on? And she says the exact same thing that I was thinking gentleness, gentleness, right? My parenting style, not gentle, all right? Uh, that's called when you don't obey, the wrath of your father comes out, right? Like, it's like, I told you this, you did this. How many times do I have to say, go to bed? And let me tell you, when like you send your kids to bed, I don't know how it is your house, but at our house, we have two boys and, and they're in the same room and it's like, hey, go to bed. I expect you to go to bed. Part of that is growing up with a military father, right? Like you go to bed, that's what you do. When they go to bed, they don't go to bed. And so when you're downstairs and you're like, be quiet. And they're like, they, you do that a few times. When I come upstairs, it's not like, hey guys, come here. I love you guys so much. And you guys are my heart, you're my, you're my blood. And I would just love it so much if you guys would go to sleep, you know, we pray and all these things. I love you guys. Good night. All right, I'm going to trust you're going to do the right thing. Now, when I come up there, right, it, it's going to, they know when I come up there, there's certain looks in my face. And part of that is a Korean mom. You can't hide it. There's, there's like, hey, you're common and you're angry. You know what I mean? So like I come, they, when I come upstairs, they know stuff's about to go down someone's gonna get it, right? Like someone is, something's gonna happen. Not gentleness. And I think the same thing is true sometimes with being married and my wife and she will respond or ask me a question. It's not always gentle. Like, oh my gosh, you're my gift. You're my joy, you're my bae. Like everything, like you're so good. Like sometimes it's kind of snarky. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of a jerk sometimes. Like if she says something that like, maybe she's not even intending to be rude. I receive it as rude. So I say something snarky back to her, or maybe I'm a little bit rude or like, maybe I'm a little bit angry. Like, you know, we have these conversations of like disagreements. I don't know how it works in your marriage, but in my marriage, when we have disagreements, I'm not like, you know what? We're not seeing eye to eye here. And what I think should happen right now is I'm gonna make us some coffee. All right, we're gonna sit down, uh, we're gonna talk about this and let me open the Bible and let's read it through and pray how I'm wrong, cause I know I am. And I'm so sorry that this happens and I, and I love you so much. Actually already there are flowers on the way to our house. I got a hot bathtub for you, just relax. I'm taking all the kids. We're gonna be gone for a month, okay? You have your own time. We will never fight again, right? That's not what happens in our house, all right? Like sometimes when there's disagreements, there are disagreements. And I, I tell her, I'm like, Aaron, like, I don't know if you know, but I'm also your spiritual authority. So I'm pretty sure I'm right here, all right? I'm pretty sure I'm right. And listen, 
my goal this year is to pursue gentleness. Now, I want to say this because I think it's true, like, like especially for dudes, right, and guys in the South. Being a man in the South and the word gentle don't sound like they go together. Gentleness doesn't mean pushover. It's an attribute of who we are, our responses. Jesus was gentle, but yet at the same time, he's flipping over tables because people are disgracing God's house, right? Jesus gave soft answers, but then he was calling out the Pharisees all the time. So gentleness is an attribute of who we are to the person that we're responding to. And what I'm saying is this year, and it's really tough because like Aaron and I, we've been talking and I'm like, oh, like the kids will do something. I'm like, I'm like oh, it's not January yet. I haven't done this message yet, so I don't have to do it yet, right? Like, it's like a countdown. This year, and I'm sharing that with the church, and, and it's funny, but it is true. This year, my focus, this entire year, is just the word gentleness. I want to pursue that, like in every aspect of my life. I want to I be able to give those answers. I want to be able to respond in a way that is different. And that's going to be very difficult to do. When you focus on an area that you know is not a strong point for you. Not what do I think is possible. What does God think is possible? Well, he gave us this list and that means the Holy Spirit, he says, will produce these things. So which fruit of the Spirit are you needing to focus on this year? If you're unsure, you can be like me and you can ask your spouse. Usually they won't hesitate to tell you, right? Like, oh, this and this and this and this. They're gonna probably give you more than one. Like Aaron gave me three and I was like, whoa, I said one. I said one, you can't even give me one, right? Like just one. I only need to focus on one this year. Okay, I got some for you too, all right? So just one, and then you hone in and you focus on that one. Maybe for you, it's you ask a small group, right? Like we have small groups coming up in February and I would, it's so important for you to like be a part of a group or just community in general, being with people that are going the same direction as you. And so ask them like, hey, or some of your close friends that are, are godly people, people who want the same things in terms of faith or whatnot, and just ask them, hey, I'm, I'm trying to pursue some things in my life. What do you think is an area of weakness for me that I could improve on? Here's the list. What do you think is something that I need more of in my life? Because honestly, blind spots are blind spots for a reason and someone else on the outside perspective can help you. Then obviously seek God. Hey, Lord, what are, what's an area that I need to focus on? And then focus in on it. So I know since 2022, some of you haven't had this in a long time. If you're a student here today, uh, I wanna give you some homework. It'll be easy, all right? Some of you like, kids are like, no, no, I don't have to go back. I'm, I'm praying for horrible weather tonight. Icy roads, we can't go, right? Uh, but we're gonna have a little bit of homework. And here, here's what it is, very simple, four things, all right? Um, you, can, you can write these down if you want to, hey, but this is you, it's your life, all right? First one is this, just pick a fruit of the spirit you're gonna focus on, very easy. Pick one fruit of the spirit. Like, what's the thing? Love, joy, peace, patience. Like, what is it? Like, if you have, if you're married, if you have kids, patience, that's probably always up there, right? Uh, loving, goodness, what is it? What is the word for you that, that you need to focus on? All right, the second thing, very simple. Come back next week. Because I believe this series is gonna help you out. It's gonna help you grow in your faith. And so I would challenge you that. If you're watching online, hey, watch next week. All right, tune back in next Sunday. Uh, the third thing is this. Um, be a part of a community. Uh, join a small group. That, like I said, we got about a month. If you're like, hey, maybe some of you here 
uh, would say, I would love to lead a group. We'd love for you to lead a group. Maybe you just say, I have like two or three couples I'd love to bring over to our house, and, or maybe we meet here in this spot. Being a part of community is one, what you were designed for, created for, you need it, but then two, it's gonna help you grow in your faith. And then the fourth thing, and I'm gonna talk about more of this later, is I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna ask you to do a 21-day fast. Nothing magical about 21, but there's a lot of power in it every year. Our church has been doing this now for seven years. And I'm telling you, um, as I've done it and Aaron and I have done it in our life, every single time we see God show up in ways in our life, that's something we've been asking for specifically that I don't believe would happen without that. As you empty yourself of, and say, God, I want less of me, more of you, it allows more room for him to do that. And I'll, and I'll talk a little bit more about that down the road. But here it is. Two days into January, you start walking towards Jesus. Here's this new path. I'm gonna start trying to walk down this path. It's a, it's a chance to reset. It's a chance to start over. It's not a resolution. It's, hey, I wanna make a new choice in my life. Now, we don't know what tomorrow holds, next month holds, or as we go on down the road. Life's gonna get a little rocky. That's why you need community around you. People that are gonna help you out. Things are gonna get tough. That's why you need church people loving, for, uh, loving on you and praying for you and there that will help you out in, in some dark times, right? And you're gonna start going down this path, taking small steps and you will notice that God begins to do something different in your life. He's working in ways you hadn't experienced before. So I like to say it like this, as you step towards God, you step towards a blessed path. Now, I do wanna clarify that blessed path doesn't mean I took a step towards God. I just, got a, I just got a promotion and a pay raise. I took a step towards God. Oh my gosh, everything just got better all of a sudden. No, God's blessing on your life will flesh out very differently, look differently. But when you do go through hard times and you will, uh, a year, there's a lot of chance for things to come up. Um, you'll notice that God is with you in ways that maybe you weren't before because of that closeness in your relationship. So as you step towards God, you step towards a blessed path. And think about it, right around the corner is gonna be December 31st. We're gonna be at the end of this year. And you'll look back on your life this year, 2022, and you'll ask yourself, how have I done on this route of the Spirit? Some of you will completely forget. Some of you, if you truly pursue that, you're gonna find that there's a lot of change in your life. Hey, you're gonna find like for me, my prayer at the end of the year is that I do have a little more gentleness. I, I pray that that should be developing in me. That's what I'm praying for. So that thing as you pray for and as you pursue that, I believe you're gonna see that grow in your life. So which path are you gonna walk down this year? Uh, this week, I turned 38 and um, turned 38. Uh, getting used to saying it more often than not. It will be 20 years since I've graduated high school. It's a weird thought. And in 38 more years, Asians are good at math, I'll be 76. There's a good chance, maybe, I don't know. There's a lot with, you know, modern medicine, stuff, but there's a good chance I've already lived half of my life. I've already lived half of my life, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm gonna be, and I don't know if Jesus is coming back before I die, that's my prayer. Uh, Magnolia, my daughter, she's five, and so the goal with Jesus, the, the deal was, just so in case you guys are aware, that before she became a teenager, he'd have to come back. 
So we got about seven years left before the world falls apart, all right? I don't know, but maybe I've already lived half of my life. And that's, that's a little bit of a sober reality because it makes you think, well, what am I gonna do with this last half of my life? Or what am I gonna do with my life? And the truth is I have not experienced the best parts of my life yet. I've had some incredible experiences. Like I, like I put my faith in Christ, like at 20 years old, right? And like, that's the best thing that can happen to you. But now it's like, I've been, uh, I got married. We'll celebrate this year, 14 years. I have three uh, kids that are amazing most of the time, right? And um, I'm seeing that change. I've experienced a lot of good, but I haven't experienced all of it yet. And I believe that the best parts of my life are still in front of me. And in your own life, Jesus is God's greatest gift, his greatest plan for your life. It's Jesus. And if you're here and you don't have a relationship with God, that's the best plan that God had for you. That's why he sent his son to die for you so that he could have a relationship with you. That's God's best plan for your life. And for those of you who believe that, who, who know that, who have that relationship with God, then foster that. That is God's greatest gift to you. So at the end of the year, my prayer, and I hope your prayer would be that we become more dependent on Jesus, but you can't do that on your own. We need the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity that sometimes we forget about who lives inside of us to help us. So let's read that list again. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So what is it for you, right? We talked about old habits die hard. Becoming gentle, if you're saying like gentle is not, gentleness is not a trait for you, for me, well, then that's gonna be difficult to not respond the same way because sometimes we just respond automatically. This thing happens, this is how I respond. This is my reaction, right? It takes a lot of focus, determination to stop what you're doing and then to do something else and begin to develop that in us. So uh, as we go this year, my prayer for you is that this fresh start, this, this chance to reset will put you on a path that will draw you closer to God, that will cause you to grow in your faith. Those are things that you want. That's why you're here. You're pursuing it. And that's what you want in your life. That's what I want for my kids' life, that they would pursue faith in Jesus and that they would grow in their faith to set them up better than maybe what I was set up with. So that in their faith, they are stronger. And that's not just my faith in them, but it's their own faith developing because of their own relationship with God. And at the end of 2022, of all the craziness that could or could not happen, we'll look at the end of this year and go, I am even closer to God than I ever thought was possible. So I was talking about this 21 day fast. We've been doing this for a long time. And this is what I'm gonna challenge you to do. It's gonna start on um, January the 10th. So I even gave you eight days to really think about how are we gonna do this? And in case you're wondering, when does it stop? Well, 21 plus 10 is 31, which is the end of the month. And at any point, and we actually have um, a website, you'll see a, a graphic for that later on, uh, thecornerstone.church slash fast21, fast21. There's every resource imaginable there for you. Uh, you can see all the different types of fast to do. A lot of times we think fasting just means I can't eat anything for 21 days. 
Now, there are lots of fasts people do. They do Daniel fast, which is a certain type of diet. Uh, maybe you say, hey, for the next 21 days, um, I'm going to give up Coke. One of the coolest stories, we have one of our elders here. In the very first year we did this, he's like, I'm going to give up Coke, right? Give up Coke. Well, we just had a talk not too long ago. Seven years running, still hasn't had a Coke. That's, that's pretty amazing. It just started from, that's just in his life. I'm not saying you got to do that. They make Coke zero now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you, but I'm just saying for 21 days, get your kids to do that. Like, hey, what's one thing that you could give up for 21 days? Maybe it's candy, maybe it's whatever, like something easier for them, right? Hey, maybe you give up TV. Some people in our church, they do social media. Hey, you know what? Some of y'all need to give up social media for 21 days, right? What is it? Because as you empty yourself of those things, you're gonna fill it with something new. Hey, I'm gonna spend this time now with God. Like, hey, I said I wanted to start this thing. I said I wanted to have this growth. And that's what I'm gonna focus on in this time. And I'm telling you, uh, after 21 days, I, I truly believe with everything I have, because I've experienced it time and time again, God is gonna show up in your life. He's gonna do something for you. He's gonna set you on a path. As a matter of fact, how Aaron and I moved to Gadsden coming up on 11 years ago, started with a fast. We didn't know what we were supposed to do in life. We just moved back. We were living in Sarah land. We said, God, I don't know. What, what do you want from us? And we took this time. We prayed. We were seeking God. <laughs> and I kid you not, at the end of this fast, opened up the opportunity for us to ultimately move to Gadsden, which ultimately set us up for Cornerstone. And, and I'm just telling you, it's so worth it in your life. If you don't care about your spiritual life, <laughs> that's between you and God. But I'm telling you, as a pastor and as someone who's personally done it time and time again, it's worth it. It's worth it in your life. Your marriage is struggling, take 21 days and fast together as husband and wife and say, hey, here's what we're gonna do. And we're gonna really just work on our marriage and pursue that. I'm telling you, it, it, it will work in your life. It will work in your life. And let's just see what God will do because the Bible says what? If you seek God, you will find him. He's not trying to play hide and seek with you. He's there. Just a lot of us aren't seeking. Let's see what will happen when we reach.